Peace, y'all. Tens of views from the Seven Podcast. We got a bonus one. Special edition. Look at my boy. Look at my boy. Look at my boy. Shorty, you're mere for you anytime you need me. For real, girl, it's me in your world. Believe me. Nothing make a man feel better than a woman. Queen with a crown that be down for whatever. There were few things that's forever. My lady, we got a bonus. Make war or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no frontin'. Even when the skies were great, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. Now that's real to a brother like me, baby. Never ever give my cootie away and keep it tight, alright? And I'ma walk these doors so we can live. In a fat ass crib with thousands of kids. Well, like, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we be living in the effing lap of luxury. I'm mm. realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me, but you did. Now I'm going all out, kid, and I got mad love to give you, my nigga. Look at my boy. Oh, man. I'm proud of you, brother. Look, man, I'll be all right. I thought he was going to come with some bone thugs. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Look, I ain't never came with the bullshit. They be hating. They be hating. Uh, peace, y'all. This is the Views from the 7 Podcast. This is your guy, Spitz. I'm joined with my homeboys, Ivan. AKA Positive Pete. Skinny. What's going on, man? Look, see, I'm all choked up, man. You got me. <laughs> you got me. Um, we have a very special guest. Um, woo. I think uh, a sister that a, a lot of us can learn from. Um, I'm gonna allow you to introduce yourself. Oh man, I was getting comfortable. Yeah, I'm gonna allow you to introduce I was ready yourself. For, I, I thought he was gonna give you, you know, the, yeah, I, I, I just, the, you know, Apollo, the Apollo yeah. intro. I was, I was waiting. I was like, okay, let's rub the log. Okay. Um, my name is Toshia Shaw, and I am the director of the Embracing Project here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Mm-hmm. I'm also a spiritual teacher and sound healer and author and speaker and blah blah blah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um Yeah. Where do you want to start? Man. What is your story? Oh, we just gonna jump in. Right into yeah, it. Yeah, we gotta get right into it. I hear okay. you. What is your story? Um, what is my story? When you ask somebody that, especially a black person, there's so many stories mm. to us. A there's bundle. so many sides. So I can give you the reason why I'm here is to impart um, some wisdom on our community about um, sex crimes and human trafficking in our community. Mm. I'm a survivor, and not only a survivor, I'm a thriving survivor, mm. right? I'm okay. here. I'm, I'm here. I'm <laughs> locked in. I hear you. So, uh, but that that happened so long ago. Um, I will say that. I grew up like so many of our African-American youth, uh, enthralled in, in violence. I grew up in violence, around violence. My father is a Vietnam veteran. I don't really need to say much more. Wow. Um, mm. People who grew up with uncles and daddies and granddaddies that had been off to war and had to, and not only a war, but a war that they didn't want to go to, mm. that they were made to go to and fighting for some folks that wouldn't fight for them, mm. that don't look like them. Talk about it. That's mm. already trauma, right? It's something they brought them. He survived, but mentally he did not survive. He came back with 
post-traumatic stress disorder, which is PTSD, now that, that word is being thrown around like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but as a young girl watching it, I didn't know what the hell was going on. Right. He would have nightmares, you know, wake up out of nightmares and wake up violent. He was violent to my mom. I mm. learned at a very early age to not talk back to men. And I grew up in the South in Memphis, Tennessee. And in the South, you stand by your man, no matter what it is. Mm. Right? Because yeah. a good woman stands and you just hush. You know, you don't talk too much. That's, what, that's how they do in Memphis. Mm. Oh, old man. teacher. <laughs> old teacher. <laughs> <laughs> old teacher. They say they want them Southern men, huh? <laughs> 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 the Southern men. Okay. And so I, I grew up, I saw that, and that was common with family and, yep. and uh, family friends. Um, so anyway, I thought that was normal. And then I graduated from high school. Well, even before graduating high school, I experienced violence in relation, intimate partner violence with boyfriends, thrown up against the wall, all of that. I remember being thrown up against the wall in the principal's mm -hmm. office. And the principal saw it and walked out and said, let me let, let y'all handle y'all business. Oh, my wow. Right. Wow. That's a Southern thing, a Southern mentality. So I thought. So anyway, make a long story short, um, it wasn't long that I lost a really dear friend. She was murdered by her boyfriend. Um, so he, she was shot and murdered. He turned the gun on himself and he killed himself. And then that prompted me to move and leave Memphis and go into the Air Force. But I was still in the middle of violence. Yeah. It was ingrained in me, that's mm. all I knew. So, of course, I fell for the first nigga that walked up to me with them pearly whites with his mm. ugly self. Mm. <laughs> 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 and, uh, can I say the N-word? No, man. Yeah, you can say what you want to say yeah, on here. you can say what you want to say. This is pretty un okay, We're unrestricted. Very good, because he is a nigga. He's ignorant. But anyway, uh, he was violent. And um, because I had grown up that way, I thought it was normal. And... I dealt with it for as long as I could and dealt with more family violence. And I didn't get out of the cycle until my early 20s. Mm. And um, by the time I become a single mom, I was in the Air Force right here at Nellis Air Force Base. And I saw a lot of violence in the military. Mm. A lot of suicide. I lost friends. I mean, I've been through a lot of bull that the average person probably wouldn't have. Yeah. Um, so the cliff notes, I moved back to Memphis with my son and I took myself out one night and I wanted to go dancing and I took myself cause it's Memphis. I mean, it's not like it was Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so I took myself out, parked my car and before I could make it into the establishment, I got that pss, pss. Yeah. What's up? Pss, pss. And I was like, let me see who that is. <laughs> and I looked over, it's two dudes in the car, and they were like, you don't want to go in there, yo. We just got, we just left out of there. Um, let's go eat. And I was like, mm, he fine. That's a nice ride. Let me hop in my little Acura and act up. Mm. Let me go Hot and get in my car. Hot girl summer. Unfortunately. <laughs> and so I followed them to, I won't say the restaurant. Yeah. But y'all know how the midnight breakfast eateries are oh, in the don't south. Tell me you was in a Waffle House. In the south, <laughs> and um, we sat down and we talked, and 
what young women do is they do a lot of talking, and that's what I did. I mean, I was telling my whole life story because he was fine. Yeah. And he seemed interested. Um, and I went to the bathroom to go check myself and make sure I was looking good. Right. And on my way back out of the bathroom, my stomach just kind of fell. It just something was wrong. Yeah. And I just shook it off and I walked. But as I walked back to the table, I kept getting that sinking feeling. Mm. And when I looked, the driver wasn't there anymore. And I looked and everybody was in, you know, everybody laughing and talking at their table. Nobody seemed to notice me. And as I approached the table, his whole persona had changed. His face, everything, he just looked like the devil. Yeah. Like whatever wow. that is, if you believe in that. Yeah. He just looked like a different person. He didn't look like the dude that uh, was charismatic and, you know. So he told me to sit down. Not only sit down, he told me to sit my ass down. Wow. And when I noticed I had left my purse at the table and he had my stuff. And I was trying to laugh it off like, okay, he tripping. But I sat down, he really, he scooted in real close to me. And when he did, I felt something really cold on my thigh. And it was at that moment I knew that it wasn't a joke. Yeah. I walked in free and I walked out um, a slave. He mm. told me that that job I had looked for, I was looking for, I started that night. And he took me to a place um, I would never even look at by driving by. Yeah. And my life had changed in the blink of an eye. Wow. So wow. violence wow. happened. Um, and I was raped every night before he, you know, brought in his customer. And no matter how much I begged and I pleaded for them to go get help because I was there against my will, yeah. he found out they would tell him. And that's when the violence would happen. And it was at that moment I was like, why am I here? Like, I, to me, I was a good girl. I was a great person. I believed in God. I thought I did everything right. But yeah. I kept running into this violence. And it, I wanted to just end it all. But uh, I don't know why I didn't end it all. You know, now I know why. But then I, I just wanted it to end. I know that. And there's a big misconception that girls who are trafficked, um, that they're kept in. They got these movies, you know, and these movies with these white girls with blue eyes and blonde hair. They never have Tasha. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or Tiffany. Or the girls that I saw and I knew. And he let me go home every night. But it was war. And it was stalking involved. And he told me he was going to murder my son. And he was going to murder my family. He knew where I lived. He had my stuff. So I was, I, was a, I was a slave because he, I did exactly what he told me to do because I was scared as hell. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want him. I'll do whatever is, I needed to do so long as you don't touch my son because I need him to be okay. But my family didn't know what the hell was wrong with me. My mom thought I was on drugs. I wasn't on drugs. I was, but no one knew yeah. what trafficking was. Yeah. And I'm in the deep south. How do you go and tell your family this is happening? Because they're going to just, I just felt horrible. Make a long story short, I got out of it. I said no. 
I just called his bluff. I was like, well, here's the deal. If I say no, and then you decide to murder me like you've been saying you're going to do every night, yeah. at least it'll be over, and I'll have relief, and at least my son will be okay. Yeah. Uh, what girls don't know, girls and some guys are trafficked too, what they don't know is they bluff a lot. People bluff a lot, right? And he was calling my bluff. Now, that's not to say my story is like anybody else's story. I yes. don't want somebody just to be, <laughs> if you're in a situation, I want you to be calling somebody's bluff. But for me, it was my time to call his bluff, and I was ready to throw down. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do it anymore. And so all this fighting is going to be me or you. Somebody ain't going to walk out of here alive. So yeah. it is what it is, player. And y'all say I'm still here. Yeah. Mm. But he, you know, he is alive. I did run into him. Um, some months later, when I gathered up the courage to even go to a gym, I saw him there. What was that feeling like? That was terror. I hid in the locker room for a long time before I caught myself leaving. And, and it was so crazy because they have, it's called the French Riviera Spa, and they have the, a woman's side and they have a co-ed side or a man's side. But the exit is through the co-ed man's side. It's so stupid. So he did see me in his bottom bitch. You know, that is another term people need to know. Yeah. We can go over that later. But uh, he Yeah, we kind of kind of in tune. Okay. <laughs> 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 so anyway, make a long story short, um, you, the pain, it, you know, I stayed in that life very short. Um, I was telling you earlier that my brain locked away. Yeah some of the information, so I can't even really tell you like how long it was, but I know it wasn't long at all. Um, but it was long enough. Mm. And But the kicker is the journey back from that place of terror was harder than what I'd gone through. Jeez. The trauma, the PTSD was worse than mm. what I'd gone through. Wow. Mm. So that's that's the makings of me. Well, not even the makings of me, but that's like one of the most traumatic things that ever happened in my life. The first video I watched of you, you told the same story. Yeah. And hearing it, I was like, uh, so my mother, my mother was in the game, so 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 forth, right? Mm -hmm. And we had a conversation. Me and my mother had a conversation when I was choosing to try to dabble into the game. And hearing a woman's side of it, uh, it's scary. Mm. It's sad. Um, hearing the nightmares, the the every night seeing different men, uh, envisioning your dreams. Um, my mother's story was different. She was in love with the man, uh, so her story was different. But hearing it, I was like. It's not your normal story. Like you, like like you hear of trafficking, mm -hmm. but sometimes be like, oh, but them women love it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you don't, you don't, you don't hear the no. This was really forced upon this woman. Right. So hearing that, I was like, whoa. But like, I, but I do need to clear up because, see, that's the problem. So glad y'all invited me because oh, right. pleasure is ours. When I'm invited. You know, they want me to stand on the stage and tell my story. And yeah. I don't get to sit down and, like, really chop it up and tell folks yeah. about this generational madness that we have in our community. Now. 
And it is madness. And it is a, it starts with vulnerability. It starts with anger. And it starts with these generational curses that we refuse to let die down. Yes. So when you say you dabbled, you was ready to dabble, that was part of that generational shit. Then yeah. you let it go, so you broke the curse. Yeah. That's not, that don't happen. We People like us, breaking curses, that don't happen. So that's beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah, because with with me it was more so I've I've never I've never been a forceful dude. Yeah. So I wasn't for forcing no one to do nothing. Um so like I say the the stories my mom would tell me would make it to where even though even even when I'm thinking, Oh, this is cool and then when I would sit down with a young lady and then hearing her story, because a lot of people don't hear the stories. Right. The force to be on drugs, the force to shoot hair run, the the, the force. Yeah. A lot of people don't hear that. So hearing it, I would have more of a, uh, let me just get you a room. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really want your money. Let me just get you a room and give you uh, 24 hours or 48 hours away from the madness, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was kind of my waking up in the, in, the, in the midst of it. Like, eh, I'm cool on that part of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. I don't want that. Um, so yeah, so that, that's what made it, that's what was breaking for me was any time I would sit down with a woman, it was my mom's story mm. over and over and over. So hearing your story, I was like, Ugh. you know, cause I got to tell, I, I tell my nephews and everybody like, you have to hear the story from the women mm-hmm. because you hear from the man is, it's, it's about the money, the cars, the jewelry the the fast life the that's what it's about when you hear from a man mm-hmm. when you hear from a woman you hear it was a needle stuck in my arm for no reason you know it was drugs forced upon me it was I was beaten raped but like I didn't heard all of it so mm-hmm. hearing your story when I heard when I seen the video I was like and and yours was probably the worst that I've heard because some of them women became to love it mm-hmm. they became to be like just thought it was life. You was like he just pulled the gun on you, sat next to you, and like that was like, like it was normal for him. Like to you, it was like this is a handsome gentleman, right? And I thought we clicked. Yes, I didn't know he had ulterior motives. Yeah. So the vulnerability, I was vulnerable. Yeah. And why was I vulnerable? Number one, I was alone. Number two, I didn't have a job. I was looking for a job. I was brand new back to Memphis. Yeah. Um, I had come home looking for safety and security. Mm. But see, that's why I was telling y'all, I am, I am not a hundred percent innocent because I dabbled in the life yeah. in in Las Vegas. Okay. And so the only way we're gonna be able to combat trafficking, my thing is, when you've grown and you are making decisions from a grown perspective without trauma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Then that's on you. But when it's against somebody's will and they told you no, then that's a whole different story. Yeah. Oh, you got anything? Uh, nah. So so before we, um, since we're already on the, the human trafficking um, dialogue, mm-hmm. uh, us being younger, mm-hmm. Not saying you're no, no, no I'm not putting true. it that way. Us being, us, us <laughs> being, us no. being at our age, yeah. right? We're yeah. we're um, early to mid thirties. Yeah. There is a lot of um, our peers that 
um, men and women that dabble in pimping and hoeing in the lifestyle. We gotta call it like um, dollars. Yeah, I hear it. <laughs> we got to be real because yeah. when you when you beat around a bush, you ain't being clear, and everything is in everybody's face now, and you have to just talk like they talk. It's pimping and hoeing. Yeah, it's being. Ten toes down, and all of this rhetoric that we're using, and, and see, and with it being so, with it being Pippin Horn, with looking at, so I I can go back to my father's age when my father was seventies, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know he tell me stories. Looking at the young women now, it's the lifestyle, like like it's fun, you know, yeah. like yeah. from from the music to where it's fun to them, yeah. So. So it's like it's it's hard to. I have a, a a sympathetic feeling for it because of my mom. Because me and my mom had a conversation. But if I never had that conversation and just looking at the way that these women are showing themselves, it's not. I'm not sympathetic. You know, I'm like, this is what you want to do, because yeah. they're so happy to be like, oh yeah, I'm finna go to the blade tonight. I'm finna go home tonight. Or I'm finna go get my dad money. My daddy money tonight. Like it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's it's a joke. You know, they not. I'm quite sure they're not dealing with they're I'm sure they're dealing with some some shit. Yeah. But probably not on the same grounds that you was dealing with. Probably not on the same grounds of this man is holding you at gunpoint, putting a knife to your neck, raping you. They're not they're dealing with this is more of my boyfriend, this is more of my man, this right. is more of my But this is my man, but he whipping my ass, breaking my collarbone, breaking my eye socket, burning sometime. my titties. I mean, remember now I'm running a drop in <coughs> center for girls. 12 to 18, and then I mentored um, ladies out of the life. So that whole Stockholm Syndrome, that sickness comes from, there is something, there's a root cause as to why a woman chooses to use her body to make her money. That's a crime in itself. Facts. If a person has to choose between selling some coochie over getting a job, there's some prob. That's a problem in society. Economically, she is at a disadvantage that she feels like she got to go do this to feed her children. I mean, I've had it all. I got parents who would put them into life. I've had the generational hoeing, grandmama, yeah. auntie, everybody. So that's all she know. Yeah, that's a problem. You know, generational uh, poverty. I do. I'm doing it because my sisters and brothers. Yeah. We, they got to eat. Uh, I need to help my mama pay the light bill. Uh, my baby needs some diapers. Like, it's sick that you have to use your body in order to survive. It's not supposed to be like that. But what, what about, <coughs> okay, because on, on Twitter, <coughs> I follow a few of them, like sex, sex workers. workers yeah. And they that, that that's not the vibe I get at all. It's more like I enjoy doing this. I'd rather do I make X amount of money in a short amount of time versus going to punch a clock. I one one girl I know I see on Twitter she she like she used to be a teacher, mm-hmm. like she has a, a degree and she's a teacher. She quit being a teacher to do sex work on the. But internet. why? Oh, I don't know. Because the teachers don't make enough money for her, in her opinion, right? So that's a choice. That's why I said when it comes to sex now, sex workers, y'all don't contact me because I already had a little some some with one of them. They don't. I'm, I, I may look. I am on Namaste, but I'm. I'll stay on your ass. So okay, don't come because <laughs> they always yeah. be like, uh, you know, no sex workers do you. That's your business. 
if that is your choice, it is your body. Nobody can tell you what to do with your body. Absolutely. Right? Right. Um, I was in the military, <clears throat> and I made a choice my last year because I wasn't making no money. Why are you in the military working over 40 hours a week and you still on welfare? They're telling you to go apply for some welfare. Wow. Okay. Okay, Uncle Sam, you tripping. Right. So um, I was there. There is that economic disadvantage right there that a friend was like, yo, I know where you can go make money. And I'm like, what? So I started right here in Las Vegas on a dare. Mm. On a dare. I didn't have money for my rent. And my child's father refused to pay child support. And when I went to my first shirt and uh, said, my commander and said, he's in the military. I need him to pay child support. Yo, I don't have enough. Da -da. He was like, that's that's personal. That's a um, civilian matter. Take that shit outside this base. Wow. Okay. So my friend saw me suffering because I work over 40 hours, damn near 60 hours a week. Yeah. I've dedicated myself. I can't even go get a second job because I'm working this bull. But because I got a couple of stripes, I can't even go and make. So where am I going to make that type of money? So she did. It was a dare. And I she got me hella drunk. Played against Sam's right there. Mm. And I all I did was sit there at the bar and the man was uh, giving me so much money. And I was so tired of him pushing money in my bra. Just from having a drink, he just, like, we sitting here, we yeah. just be like this. Wow. And when he would touch, just do this. And she was like, let's go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, and I pulled out $400. And I was like, my money. Let me see what else I can do. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So was that somebody else's fault? Hell no. I made a conscious decision to start there. But let me tell you something about that. So where I don't have beef with sex workers, do what the fuck you want to do this your body. What I do know is subconsciously that shit works on you. And I do know that you deal with hella demons when you try to sleep at night. I do know that there is some disassociation going on there. Mm -hmm. I do know that there is some stuff that you have dealt with in your past. I do know that usually there's some sexual abuse that's happened. Like there's all kinds of stuff that they've dealt with, right? And I was vulnerable. Look at my past, look at all the violence. I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't value myself. I didn't know my worth. And so I denounced it to that. Um, but when I was ready to move on, at that point, I had given my life to Christ. And I was like, yo, I'm done. I want to move on. My friend went to jail. Uh, I saw crazy stuff. I mean, my supervisor in the military came to see me at Cheetahs. I mean, come on. It was perpetuated. Yeah. It is you see it's just crazy. So when I decided to get out of life and I got out of the Air Force honorably. Yes, Air Force, I'm talking about y'all. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling the truth on yeah. y'all. That's crazy. They wouldn't date. They would come see me. They was just like just they signed the paper for me to have a second job. You're supposed to get clearance. I said I was gonna be a cocktail waitress. My commander signed it and just looked at me with an eyebrow. I was like, Yeah, right, cocktail waitress. And that was it. So a couple of us girls from the base went and worked. There was dentists, like you said. Dentists, um, they're in college, they were paying their way through school. So I get it. But I also saw, there was something weird about me when I was working. I just saw so much pain. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I saw a lot of pain. I saw a lot of trauma. I saw a lot of broken women. Broken as hell. But the money made up for it. But money becomes a drug. 
And what people don't understand is prostitution is a drug because yeah, of the money. the money. The money is the drug. That's the habit. The prostitution is a habit. And the money is the drug. You just, ooh, I got to have it. Uh, but when I, I knew for me that wasn't my life. Like, that wasn't supposed to be it. So yeah. I was like, let me get out and take my son to Memphis. Let me go do what I need to do to get my life right and go back to school. The vulnerability. The big V just sitting up on my phone. Okay, forehead. so you met him after. Yeah, yeah. I met him after. Well, I had gotten out of life. But I you was going. done. I was done. So when that happened, I was like, I never had that. I never had that happen, you know. Because in Las Vegas, you can make a choice. You could be a square and not have choose up and do it on your own. Yeah. Or you could have a pimp. And I always was like, you'll never pimp me. And right. shit came back to haunt me. I was like, I don't know. Is Why there, would I do is, that? Is there a difference um, in human trafficking and yes. prostitution? Prostitution. Well, prostitution is a term. Uh, human trafficking and sex work. So sex work is an individual choosing that life consciously without anybody making them do it. Okay. Human trafficking is when they make you. When you, a person <laughs> takes you and says, you're going to do this, period. I don't give a damn. I don't care. You're going to do it. So when somebody forces you, that's sex mm, trafficking. Okay. Co right. And it's not even just forced by, you know, like that, but coercion. If you talk a girl into it, if you be like, you know, I love you, and we ain't got no money, I can't pay my car note, man, you need to go on and mm, you do it for free anyway, you can be brought up on charges. So you have to be very, very careful. What if, what if they bring it to you? Be careful. Because if they bring it to you and be like, yo, I love you, I know we struggling, I'm going to do this, and you be like, you know what, you should. Yeah, go on and do that. Be careful. I would never. The man always get it the worst. That's yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah, you need to make better choices because no it's her body. Just be like, that's your body. Do what you gonna do. I ain't yeah. got shit to do. With that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you like all of one person that I know eat Arby's, bro. <laughs> I just it stood out like what the hell. Oh yeah, man. Because I'm I'm not eating no. Uh, I don't want to eat no no more fast food like like that, and I don't want to eat um no red meat. And no, no fried foods. So you get what you got? Salad? It's nah, like fried it's, Subway. It's just a grilled, a grilled chicken sandwich. It's a grilled chicken. <laughs> sandwich. I know I smell French fries. I'm not eating that. <laughs> okay. I'm not eating um, no French fries. So, um, how you have? Uh, from what I've seen, you have a daughter, right? Yeah. You have a daughter. How often do you speak of your past to your daughter? I have not yet. But um, 2013, I had, that was the first time I think I came. I, the TED Talk, if you watched the TED yes. Talk. Yes. Okay. I had to come out. So here's the deal. 2010, it was a secret. I kept it secret. Because I'm passing. I was passing. That's what they call it. You know how slavery, they call it passing? Well, for women or men that have been in a life, we could pass, too. I mean, look at me. Would you ever even think? No. You wouldn't look at me and be yeah. like, oh, she did that. Right. Um, so I was able to maneuver through and just, you know, push it down and move on. I received therapy, rigorous therapy, and um, I wrote a whole album and sang. That was my therapy, too. Uh, so I got past it. However, I wasn't telling nobody because the black community is extremely judgmental. Yes. 
extremely judgmental to the point to they you know that's why in, in black churches they have such a big problem because they take mm. take it all to jesus yes. but you yeah. can't take it to your uh person right next to you at the pew because mm. they just gonna talk about you like a dog even though they're going through some of the same yes. stuff too the judgment in the black community is the worst that persecution would have been worse than me than coming out but i wanted to tell i started an organization in 2010 called purple wings for girls and girl after girl was sitting in front of me and be like, this happened to me. I was in a life, but you don't know nothing about that, Miss Toshia. And I'd be like, ooh. So, so, so you wouldn't have had a conversation with your daughter? Oh, I'm going to, absolutely. Would you sit her down in one of the sessions with other girls and just to let her hear? She grew up in the organization, basically. So she's heard so stories. So she know all about it, you know. She just don't know about moms. I'm pretty sure she has a, I haven't formally told her yet, but... She is in all of my business. I can't breathe. How old is she? I, I, She'll be I 13 this year, so it's time. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't time then, but my daughter is the best part of me and her father. So the the funny part is I begged God not to let me have a daughter because I thought I would ruin her because of my life. Mm, wow. And look what I got. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I'm going to have that conversation. She knows that I had it rough, um, but I'm not ashamed. No. No, it's part of your story. Yeah, I mean, my kids love me. Like, the worst part was telling my son, actually. That's who I was. I have a 23-year-old son. So telling him was the hardest shit because he's a black man. Yeah. And black men, you know how y'all do. See, the way my, mom, to- the way my mom told me was <laughs> probably the craziest. Oh, Lord. The way my mom told me was a crazy. Well, okay, the way the way that I had to find out was the okay. craziest because I've, of course, through my family, I've heard stories. Yeah. Oh. But you know, because that's family, yeah, right. they can't wait to try to tell somebody business. <laughs> right. So I heard stories, but it was like ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, a girl came to me. I was working and I had a regular job, mm-hmm. but I was uh selling weed at the time. So a girl came to me and her dude had, her pee had uh basically put her out in the corner. She came to buy some weed from me. She was like, well, I'm from New York mm-hmm. and I have no way to get back. So I was like, well, you could, you know, sit in the car when I get off work. Uh, I'll take you to my cousin's house. You can sit still for a minute, get yourself together, and then i put you on the bus. Uh, the same night, the same night, the girl ended up saying, like, I want to pay you. Okay. Like, I want to put you in, in the life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, I've heard stories through my dad. Like, I've heard stories about my dad. So I went to my dad, like, hey, um, this was going on. And he was like, talk to your mom. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> so I walk in the room with my mom, and I say, uh, you know, this is what's going on. And my dad told me to talk to you. And it was instant, like, breakdown. Oh. So I was like, oh. Oh, wow. Snaps. She didn't want her. you to find out like that. She was like, I don't want you to get into this. Right. Like, you don't know what I, like, you don't know what I've been through, mm-hmm. you know. And my mom had a nurse breakdown when I was, like, 10. It's the reason why I don't drink or smoke. My mom had a nurse breakdown when I was 10. So when she did that, I was like, whoa, whoa hold on, wait, wait, wait. Slow down. What's going on? What's wrong with you? And at this time, I was I was older. I was 24, 23. So I was like, what's going on? Like, what you, chill out. What's going on? So then she got to breaking it down to me. When you see that I can't sleep at night, when you see me just in the kitchen, when you see me roaming, when you see me smoking these mm-hmm. cigarettes, when you see me, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, whoa, okay. Then it all came together. See? Then everything 
yeah made sense mm-hmm. you know because uh i look ex- ex- like dead on my dad so at mm-hmm. 10 my, at 10 my at 10 when my mom had her nervous breakdown when i would walk into the, her room she would curse me out yeah okay because she was going through a nervous breakdown so yeah. she thought i was my dad mm-hmm. so y'all was the same height when you was 10 we yeah, for sure wasn't. Great. <laughs> we yes. for sure wasn't. But she was going through her thing. So so it uh so I can imagine your son having to hear the story and oh. I don't know if he's, you know, into it or no, nothing. No. But to right. hear it, I can imagine because like I said, me How hearing, did, I was like, whoa. Did you go through so my thing was um my ex oh I, I can't really say because I don't wanna mess now. No, no. <laughs> but uh, a certain individual will always tell me so he knew, but he would say, because I would have the night terrors, mm-hmm. my trauma, um, and he would say, go back to sleep. And part of the, the trauma is you need to talk about it. When that person is breaking, they need to just let it out. Yeah, right. So I will be ready to say, you know, I was having flashes because I would have flashes of the pain. Right. The, and he said, go to sleep. I don't want to hear about it. I don't need to know. And I'd be like, oh, God. So I had appearances to have, I had to have appearances, you know. Right. So I'm like, mm-mm. And the, like maybe some homegirls from my past, no. No, can't be associating. Nope. Can't see wow. you because I was passing. Right. And at that time, a boy was like, no, don't you see? What would my friends? He said, what would my friends say? Mm. When he said, what would my friends say? <laughs> I was like, okay, it's time. Because who are you? to feel um, embarrassed by me. Right. But God saw fit to save me. Yeah. You ain't God. So if mm. I ain't good enough for you, I'm good enough for God. So if I ain't good enough for you, you I'm out. Right. Because I don't need to go through this. Like, no, I need to tell the truth because my story gives other people power to say, to tell their story. Yes. And I've had hundreds of girls to come through my door and my organization I got girls that, you know, I've helped through mentor through, man, heroin and alcohol addiction and sexual abuse and rapes and all these little girls. I've had clients as young as seven. Jesus Christ. Okay? Wow. Like, I mean, so my thing is the strength, the strength that it takes to survive some stuff like that, to be used but not broken and to be healed. I'm, I'm unscathed and I think I look good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I carry myself well. I'm successful, you know, and I have no problem saying it because I'm supposed to be dead. Right. My peers, most of my peers didn't make it. Like, they didn't make it. Jail, prison, and, and ooh, drugs, and I saw yeah, all Yeah, the wear and tear. Yeah. Looking like, you know, 25, looking 45. Like, I'm 45. Jeez. And I'm happy, you know, and I. You're amazing, 45. Yeah, you for sure don't look 45. Okay. <laughs> I'm single. Uh, y'all out there. But, uh, so, you know, I'm living my dharma. As a Buddhist, that means I'm living my uh, my soul's contract. Like what I signed up for before hitting this earth, I'm doing it. Like how many people, you know, like living, I'm living a dream. And, yeah. and it don't have to be like P. Diddy and 50 Cent Money. Like I got peace. I'm healed. Mm. I'm making a difference in the community. I'm a pioneer. I've saved lives. I'm healing people every day. I'm doing the damn thing. I'm I'm that girl. So mm. Talk to I'm shit. worthy okay. and you know, I'm a really good catch. And I 
for a long time, I didn't think I was worth it, you know. Even healed and being successful, writing books and making money, all this stuff, I still, having businesses, I still felt like, you know, ain't no man gonna want me because of my pain and my past. And then one of my sisters, because we call each other sisters and brothers that have been in the life before. Okay. And she was like, she's married to a rock star. Um, okay. Yeah, she white too, you know. <laughs> that's a difference. That's a difference. One day I have to talk about that because there's a difference in the white community than the black community and how they're accepted. And she was like, the difference is I'm white. Facts. Your community is not forgiving. Your community is extremely judgmental. So um, you're going to have to be strong for you, your family, and know that you're worth it and your king will find you. And I feel, and I got rid of my ex because he didn't know my worth. And I'm just, I will never, ever settle. Mm. Like, never. So your mom is a fucking queen because she made Oh, yeah. She, she, she dope. She just. That's amazing. She stressed me that. out, but she dope. Right. <laughs> so my son went through some stuff, you know, hearing it. Because now the woman that he raised yeah. it started coming back like, hmm, okay. That was a lot for him. He broke down. He cried like a baby. You thought somebody had died. And that yeah, broke I, me. I didn't do all that, but I like oh, I, I, I can go. imagine. No, I didn't. I didn't I didn't do all that because just I, it was it was more of a shock. Yeah, you don't so, want to think of your mom like that. It was more and like I said, I heard stories. So, so to me, it was like. Why they have to tell the story? It's though? true because that's family. Oh my God, these messy boots. That's family. <laughs> <laughs> that's family. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I so I can imagine telling your son. So, I, mm-hmm. like. That was the, the only the, person I was worried about. That's my our sons. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's so him in the relationship kid. is what? Oh, it's bomb. That's fuck. So he do he. Fully respect women, is he? That part, but it's about something different. Like my son went through his own trauma. It's something different. Okay. Into the mic. Sorry, he went through his own stuff. It was completely unrelated, and you know, until he's ready to talk about it, um, I'm not able to say. But let's just say that we're extremely tight, and I got his back, and he has mine. And that respecting women part, it's not because of me. Okay. Dad's not there. But dad, it ain't even got nothing to do with me. Dad just, I was married to him twice. Hello? Okay. And he made a conscious decision to walk about something completely. He just didn't want to be a dad. And so my son, that's his problem. Right. He's, I'm helping him through that. I'm not a man, but I am a hustler. Okay. Mm. Been there, some parts of that will never go. You know, um, I got book smarts, but I got a whole lot of street smarts. 23, no kids. Got a kid. So I'm a grandma. Okay, okay, okay. tell us oh, something else then. <laughs> I got a sweet little four-year-old. Cougar oh. <laughs> <laughs> You got a four-year-old. I got a four-year-old grandson, and I love his mother. Like, she's so beautiful and talented. They're not together anymore, but she's yeah. bomb, too. So we okay. good. We Gucci. I'm just missing my cane. Where you at? <laughs> so so as um as 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 fathers in here us three yes fathers with uh daughters yeah oh yeah I know a part of me that uh that a part that kind of sucks 
about being a, a father of daughters mm-hmm. is the fact that I'm not always going to be around to protect them, mm-hmm. you know. And I can't be that. Uh, we were talking about helicopter parenting the other day, mm-hmm. and I can't be that parent either because then they'll rebel. Um, but this life happens. It happens. Mm. It can happen. It can happen, but what part, see, now this is why I can't, because to get an opportunity to talk to three black kings, I was not about to miss this. <laughs> so let me Appreciate just say that. this, and not to cut you off, but no. what, what I lacked was the respect from my father. He did mm. not respect, he's, he was disrespectful. Uh, I've forgiven him, and that's a whole other, mm. I forgave him, Yes. and we are good but um then he was extremely disrespectful because of his trauma so what i tell you is to heal your bullshit and don't project it on your queen or your children especially mm. your little empress she don't deserve your crap fix right. it right yes fix your shit go to therapy black men hate therapy boy go somewhere and talk to somebody you know what i'm saying stop um holding stuff in be your best and be present and have that conversation where she can tell you anything. Um, make, you need to be the first person she comes to, the first person she trusts, even go past her mom to come to you, that kind of relationship. Every girl that's come through my doors in my organization, it's been hundreds. That relationship with their dad. Do y'all hear what I'm telling you? Mm relationship with the mama too but that relationship and it's not enough to be in the house you can be in the house and still be absent facts mm. mentally intentional parenting mm-hmm. is be there show you take her <coughs> on her first date um go out and do stuff expose her to different stuff travel you know um travel international get her a first passport y'all go mama can stay home sometimes it's great for all of y'all, but develop that beautiful relationship with her where she know. Can't no other nigga tell her nothing because her daddy already told her. I know I'm fine. Thank you. My dad already told me that. Oh, mm-hmm. I got that already. I don't need you to get this done. My dad got that. Right. Right? And if I don't have it, and I'm going to ask my daddy first. And if he say no, that's probably because I don't need it. But I don't need you. That kind of thing. Because they always come in and boyfriend. <laughs> it's not your boyfriend. How he going to be your boyfriend? You 12 and he 30. Mm. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. See, we was we were talking, uh, you know, we talk amongst ourselves. And that was the, that was, you know, that's what I, you know, I drive to do. I try to, I try to do as much. So when another, you know, another, you know, man soon to be comes around trying to flash these things, she's not so easily impressed. Um. But how do, as, 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 as fathers, how do we give our daughters, you know, the, the quote-unquote game without slandering the man so much that now she's not even looking for one? Oh, it's so rough, right? So Because um, I still, at the end of the day, you know, I still want to walk my daughter though. down the aisle. You know, I still want to do these but things. But be that man that... You have to be the model. If you ain't the model, then yeah. that's it. That's the answer. 
she don't need to look for you and every man, but she needs to know that there's men like that out there. So if you out here pimping and hoeing, she gonna turn in. She may turn into that. If you out here beating up on women, beating up on her mama, she gonna allow a man to beat up on her. If you're around here cussing out her mama, she gonna allow a man to cuss her out. If you're around here abandoning your her mama or abandoning the whatever woman you got, and she watching it, she gonna allow a man to come in and out her life. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She's only gonna do what you allow or what you've done. Children are sponges and all they do is repeat, mm. right? So that's that's really the answer. Just be there. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's kind of I with with my daughter. I kind of wanted to have the relationship that I have with my father with my daughters. Hmm. Because me and my daughter talk about me and my me and my father talks about everything, right? Like anything to do with his life, um, anything that he has been through, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And with my daughters, I want to be able to have the same conversation. I, I mean, I do with my daughter, and I'm not a man, but and I'm not trying to play both roles. However, um, by doing the work that I do, I realize that what's missing is communication. And unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And them always worried about letting you down. Like, they need to know that they're going to make mistakes and you're going to still be there. Yeah. But they still need boundaries. <clears throat> they need healthy boundaries. They need a parent to be present and not scrolling on their phone and their computer all day. Mm. They need quality time. <coughs> they need const They need love. They need to be told they're loved. You're, they're beautiful. How many times do you tell me you're beautiful? I grew up here and <laughs> I was a black ass heifer. I was a slut. I was a bitch at 11 with a Cabbage Patch kid. Okay. And your father? Yes. Okay. Okay. So hey. what I'm saying is. But that that's, that's for, okay. So that's for men too, because. Uh, yeah. Um, it, like you have to, my mom called me to, I'm, she has two, two sons. She has a dark, I'm the dark one. She got the light one. Right. So okay. I'm the black baby. Okay. I was the ugly baby. I was I was all that because I wasn't light. Right. I wasn't what she perceived as beautiful. I wasn't freedom. Yeah, I wasn't what mm. what she perceived because she was used to the the light. It in in her era in the seventies and eighties, uh, the yeah. lighter women right. was the was the pretty women. Mm -hmm. The the lighter it's man. That way. The lighter me. man was the lighter <laughs> man was the was the was the yeah. was the man. Yeah. So. I, I guess it, it works kind of both ways. Like, uh, so, I mean, that makes sense. Cause like with my daughter, like I say, with my daughters, I, I make, I, I more so want them to come to me, but I, I also, in my mind, I've already, I have also accepted whatever they choose to do in life. I'm bagging it up. That I mean, that's what I said. So like, I'm going to be standing the hell out of my daughter, whatever she decides to do. My advice to parents, black parents, cause I like to talk to us. Yes, that's the like ninety nine percent of our audience. <laughs> My <laughs> advice: speak life into your children. There's enough death out here. Mm. Right. Speak life, like uh, your words. Choose your words. Think before you speak. Are you about to impart life or death on your child? Yeah. There's so much suicide. What you about to do? What you about to speak? Outside here, right here, they are confronted with trash. Trauma. They're traumatized right now. Folks can't. We're all hype. You know, dealing with hypervigilance, looking yeah. over our shoulders. Everybody's traumatized. So what's going on when I'm with my dad? Am I safe? 
That's why they call him daddy. Right. Daddy can take care of me, right? That pimp, my daddy, he about to take care of me. He about to, you know, he, daddy got me. Right. Daddy got you until you don't got him no money. <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? But the real dad, where's the dad? Show up and be there. Ask questions. You're not their best friend. That is some bullshit. Nobody, my kids know you're not my friend until you got your own place. You live with me. <laughs> we ain't friends. <laughs> We're not friends, you know. And until you can take care of your own self, no. I love you. I'm your biggest cheerleader, but I am your mother. And yes. I'm here to rear you and to show you the right way and impart spirituality into them. And you said your daughter is 13. She'll be 13 in October. And the man, like, so much better than me. I tell her all the time, like, girl, you are, like, light years ahead of me. My my biological daughter is only is about to be 10. My stepdaughter is 14. We speak a lot recently. We've been speaking a lot about having these teenagers. Mm. Yeah, we have two high schoolers now. Right. <laughs> so. This right here, you know, and so I deal with them every day. Um, they like to, they, the, well, <laughs> teenagers lie. That's their job. They lie. But that transform, like, it's a the, 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 the women, the, the woman's transformation is hectic. Yes. Fast. Like, I don't know what it's like for y'all, but as a father. Yeah. It's terrifying. Like, it's scary. Because it happens like, you was just sitting right here hugged up under me and now you're somewhere else. And now it's like. Oh, this boy is cute. And hearing that from your daughter is like, what you mean he cute? Not every boy is ugly right now. Like, the yeah. world is ugly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is an ugly world. But you got to be realistic. <laughs> so what happens is when you are not realistic, like, it's not like you're accepting it. And you just, yeah, just go, you know, do whatever, slut it up, whatever. Where, where the disconnect comes is once she starts forming. See, black girls become grown around the age of eight, nine in society's eyes and girls know that so men start looking at them different as soon as they start developing a boob and their hips spread and their butt gets bigger dad pushes them completely away dad is a whole different man i, I for sure hold them close me me and um me and my best friend we had a conversation uh about that though mm-hmm. because i made a post on facebook a while back about um when I basically asked the women when when was the first time you knew that a man was looking at you sexually, mm. and the answers of was a nine long. years old, mm-hmm. eight years old, ten, and so we all came in one day and was like, "What the hell? Yeah, you know what I'm saying?" Because of, now, and now, now I have a nine year old daughter. So as I'm walking out of a Seven Eleven, you can see my it. eyes is on men. Is like, are you looking yeah. at my daughter? Like, they are. That's why we we Sorry, went to she didn't she didn't understand, but we went to um, get her. She'll be in the ninth grade this year, my oldest mm-hmm. daughter. And um, we went to her high school <laughs> to get her transcript. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we were walking in, you could, I could tell, you know, because I used to be that guy. <laughs> um, I could tell it was like all eyes on her. Mm-hmm. And it ter- it really terrified me. Because I didn't, you try to get them ready, but you just, but you wow. don't know. 
I could kind of accept the little boy. Like I, I could accept the peers, mm-hmm. kinda. Mm-hmm. Not 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 so much, but kinda. I can kind of accept him. It's the knowing my daughter might walk into a classroom with a male teacher and he might look at my daughter differently. That's paranoia. I, that's what I'm saying. So once once my friend told me, oh yeah, I seen a man looking at me sex with nine years old. Now yeah. I'm that. Now that's now now you to mess my brain up. <laughs> yeah. But why? Because it's not her fault. I right. know it's not her fault. I'm not. I'm not thinking she will mess up. But my thoughts is like, am I gonna have to go into this classroom and kill a teacher for looking at my <laughs> daughter the wrong way? Like, I don't think she's gonna yeah. like uh, give it attention. But my thought process now is like, <laughs> if I go to this sixth grade, if I go to this fifth grade meeting, and the teacher walk in and say, "Oh, she's just so beautiful," and I'm like, "You're a grown ass man. What you mean she's beautiful? I might take it the wrong way." It happens with my daughter. <laughs> She's developed. She developed early. <laughs> Very much so. I mean, what's going he, on? he still he still has he still has little ones. Uh-oh. My daughter, my oldest daughter is ten, and I think <coughs> it's probably been about. It was just it was sometime this year, but I went to pick her up from from um I went to pick her up from from, from Safekey. <laughs> look, I said, "Do you have one of training, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, "Yeah," and it like it crushed me. Like I still. Yeah. But why? See, now this is the part we really need to talk about really quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't leave here without us having this conversation. Yeah, we got time. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you do, she, we got time. She is going. That's what you. She's a, gonna blossom. She is a female you. No. And she's going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stop right now. But here's the deal, with black girls, girls of color. Yes. Black and brown girls, they are penalized for growing. Their bodies are working against them. Mentally, they're still little, but their bodies are blossoming and growing. And unfortunately, we, the grown-ups, don't know how to take that. So in my house, what we did is, because we started seeing it around 10. And about when she hit 12, I was like, the hell? She wearing my clothes. So I was like panicked. Right. And so I go, okay, I know what we're going to do. So what I had to do is make sure everybody in the house was on board. Don't body shame them. Go put some clothes on. Somebody did that. We do that. Why? Because we think we are protecting them instead of saying, hey, babe, um, it's the way you say things. Because what you don't want her to do is. I'm going to say, well, I can't tell my daughter to put clothes on. Yeah, tell her to put clothes on, but tell her. Don't do it in a way where she feels shame because she's going to start feeling shame about herself and stuff and um, start growing distant from you, right, and feeling uncomfortable. And that's when y'all going to start breaking when she can't come to you because she could feel that there's always a, a time in a girl's life when her father stops fucking with her the way she used to, meaning we ain't close. I can't sit on his lap no more. We know that, you know. It becomes like overnight he wakes up and he just like, ah. And so you just like, damn, I don't have the love from my dad like I used to. Oh, yeah, I jump on all mine and You kiss see him. what I'm saying? Well, it's going to come a time where you're going to be like, ah. So it's the way you do stuff. Like, you don't shame them. Um, you just be like, you know, baby girl, I think this will look better. It's not nothing. It ain't got nothing to do with you. It's these idiots out here, right? But you, you know, put this on because it's not because you go. You're beautiful. You always want to make them know that they're beautiful, and it ain't not got nothing to do with them because it don't. It ain't they thought yeah. they got the growth spurt, right? They got body. They just don't want to feel ashamed. They don't want to feel like they're shaming you, because they think about that all the time that they're shaming you. 
I hear that all the time. My dad don't like me no more. He don't love me like wow. he used to. I hear it all the time. My dad don't talk to me. We used to go out and kick it, go to the movies. He don't even fool with me because the daddy don't want to, she looking like a woman. And so they distance themselves. But that's when she needs you the most because her body is growing. She don't know what to do. She just needs to know that she's safe. And it, there's, it's not her fault that she looks the way she looks and that you still love her above all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, you good, we, brother? We need them gems. Huh? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, yeah. So there was a uh, was a situation where she released the day before yesterday. Um, yes. Yesterday. Cynthia Brown. Mm. Are you aware of it? Oh, Centonia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I used to raise some hell online about it. Yeah. Um, I used to raise hell on it. Mm-hmm. I'm very vocal on social media. Uh, yeah, I am a That's mess. how I kind of found you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, what is your, I mean, your, your thoughts on this? Cause mm-hmm. I know it's kind of bare, a, a little resemblance, I would say. Well, only that. Yeah. The only resemblance is that, you know, well, she was trapped because she was underage. Here's the deal. No, it's not prostitution when they're under 18. A 12 year old is trafficking. Nobody, I don't give a damn if they say, yes, I'm going to do this for the Jays. Nobody, no child should be able to choose prostitution as a means of survival. That's no, that, first of all, they can't work, right? Usually, yes. right? So that's not a conscious, they can't make a conscious decision to do this, no matter how they look. I've had clients that look like uh, Black China at 16. I've had some, some clients that, <laughs> and this was before Instagram, right? Mm. And they were, because their bodies were built that way, society seem they think that they're grown girls black girls are grown according to white society and before society period at that age of eight nine years old they don't they see that's why there's such a disproportionate rate of black girls being pushed from the school to prison pipeline that's why they get expelled faster than any other person because they see them as grown yes so Santonia was a victim of human trafficking, and people will say, "Well, she killed that man, and she did it because she, she needed to rob him." Da da. She did that in cold blood. But what is a grown man doing with a sixteen-year-old girl? Well, she, he didn't know she was sixteen. Well, why are you purchasing a body and you don't really know what you're purchasing? Facts. Why are you purchasing a body anyway? But you do what you do. But at least know what the fuck you're getting. Yeah. I mean, you you did you was put in that situation, wrong place, wrong time, I guess. Yeah, peace to her. Um, and she did what seven, fifteen years, fifteen years. So she did, wow. And She's, she did the damn thing. She's married and she has two degrees, and um, she' about to go get her a movie deal. She got a book deal. She finna live. And it didn't. It didn't. Her time didn't tarnish her. Like she didn't. She she didn't come out looking like she did fifteen years. Because you see a lot of women. That go go into prison or anything, and they come home looking like they did every bit of that day, every day. She's preserved, yeah. She did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because she got a. Um, she has work to do. We kind of get preserved. God, it's funny, right? It's so funny that, like, um, I believe in a higher power. That's the only way I can make it. Yeah. So uh, I'm not mm. religious though. Mm. 
you know, I'm Buddhist, but I still believe in a higher power. So I truly believe that sometimes we're put in situations, no matter how fucked up it is, so you can survive and you can help somebody else. Because I've helped people <laughs> way worse than me. Santoni about to come out and help girls and live her dharma. She's all right. You're, you look like like what you go through when you don't value yourself and the reason why you survived. If you keep waking up every morning, you have purpose. Yes. You're right? Agreed. That's why you're not supposed to commit suicide because you keep breathing. If you're supposed to die, you would be dead. So, so mm. was, was her release, was it joyous to you knowing she's coming home? Because I'm... I, I'm quite sure you're not. You wasn't one of the only women. I seen a lot of women that was going berserk about her about her case. Like no, because I got cases that I got cases. So I'm happy for her. Yeah. And I look forward to what she's about to do in the community. But there's a there's some more Santoni Browns in there. Mm. Yeah. So until they all free, sisters, brothers. Um, yeah. Do you speak to women? Well, I know you speak to all women, uh, all ages or whatever. So, coming home from prison, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I get calls from the ranch. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because you remember, and don't let me start because the sex workers will come. Because <laughs> I swear to God, yeah. there's a no. There's no trafficking in there. Okay, girl. Um, it's for show trafficking. Monty at, the, at the bunny ranch? Monty was forced in the ranch. Yes. Monty was forced in the ranch. Yeah. So it's it, it for sure can be my, trafficking. My only, my only experience was a woman <coughs> asked for a ride. She was wanting to go work. That's my only experience with the ranch. She was a porn star. She was a porn star. I have some porn star friends. What's <laughs> up? What's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> so when it comes to you yeah. and your story, and um, other uh, other black women that's been through this, that you mentor, and that walk through your doors. Um, I, I've heard you a few times use the word forgive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, have you have you honestly forgave? Yes. I wouldn't be sitting in front of you if I haven't forgiven. Because I, I, I just, I feel like, I'll be looking like what I went through. I look like I feel like <laughs> a lot of us a lot of us use the word forgive, but we really just accept it mm-hmm. for what it is. If you only knew. No, that's why I wrote the book. I needed something to for my clients. And what's the book? It's called The Green Light of Forgiveness. The Green Can Light. Can I order that? Yes, please. Please. Yeah, we'll order a few. Thank you. Okay. And Green Light of Forgiveness. Um and it helps people work through their trauma. Cause I do life coaching too, so I was life life coaching some sisters on the find their way back. And the proponent is forgiveness, and not just forgiving um, the individuals that hurt you, but forgiving yourself. Mm. People can't make it because they can't forgive themselves. Like yes. I forgive myself, okay? That was then. I can't be trapped in the past. Yeah. Right. You know, forgiveness means trapped. And it's not, but the killer is when folks don't forgive other people, they think that they really doing something to that other person. You ain't doing shit to them. They don't even know that you only forgive them. Yeah. <laughs> they live in their life like they living. Like my trafficker, that man, ain't no telling what that man doing. Like 
But um, I had to forgive him and I forgive him on a spiritual level. I don't forgive his acts of what he's done to me and others. I forgive him as a flawed human because I don't see people. I see spirits. Mm. Right. So, you know. Uh, he's just a uh, probably ain't no telling what he been through. Probably been through some shit. Yeah. Probably was yeah. raised in it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but I'm here and I'm okay. Do you trust black men? Unfortunately, yes. Why? Why unfortunate? Oh, now hold up now. <laughs> I thought y'all was open. <laughs> we are. We are. That's why we asking you. Why? Y'all gonna let me say what I got to say? <laughs> Shoot. So I say, unfortunately, yes, because um, that's where I've had the most pain. Mm. I've yet to. Okay. Look how you're looking at me. You don't stop looking at me like that. However, (laughs) however, um, that's where I have received the. the most pain from black men. But I love y'all. Mm. It's a lot to love. Do you, do you think black women are loyal to black men to a fault? Unfortunately, yes. Why is that? Because black men are not loyal to black women. Uh, is it safe to say that we're both are two broken beings trying to be loyal? Like we're, we're, we're both broken. <laughs> Like the like the the, the the black man is broken and the black woman is broken. So us going into anything is well, it's a mess hard. because well, it's a mess from the start. It was set up against us because it goes through our blood. I mean, it's a it's a generational thing. It's coming from slavery. Um, right. They broke us, and we have yet to find our way back. Mm. I mean, there is on Twitter there are white women that has a hashtag called breed black. They're treating you like horses. They're ta- they're having a good time to breed. They call it breeding black. So these are white women looking for black men. Yes, for breeding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and you gonna talk about? No, no, no. Me. I just no. look. <laughs> I see you, but you know. Um, I don't indulge. It's okay. No, you love who you love, right? Absolutely. My Facts. only issue. I don't is indulge. You you love who you love. I have a problem when you. When you talk about your own, right? I, I, ju- I just have a hard time understanding how dark-skinned men say, "I can't stand how nappy head." Uh, oh, yeah. Have you? Okay. You came from a nappy head. But like he, <laughs> but like um, like, like Skinny said in the beginning, I think a lot of us associate light. The lighter we associate light with freedom. Or are so we the just lighter happy one is, is, the more freedom I feel I have. Or is it that you are so happy to be chosen by something that you feel you can never be? You are so broken mm-hmm. that being chosen by something that doesn't look like you make you feel whole. So if you ain't whole from from the jump, anything else can make you feel good. White, Asian, Hispanic, whatever. Yeah. Like If you can't find the beauty in your own, if you can't find the beauty in something that looks like you, yes then you don't love yourself. Absolutely. If you can't find a black woman um, to be beautiful when you look in the mirror and you the same shade, and you talking about I love my mama, somebody lying. Yeah, facts. Somebody lying. 
I've never dealt with that. That's all my race, so I'm good. I'm good yeah, on that's that. That's what I said. I don't indulge. Pink nipples? Yeah. I love, I love my sisters. Wait, could you wait? Wait. You try to leave me on this island by myself. You had that one experience. We talked about it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, he put you all the way out there. No, he didn't put me out there. What he, what he, what he, what he trying to do? <laughs> <laughs> was, so, um, for, for, for those um, listening, yeah. um, before we get into the second half of this. That's a second um, half? Look, we had we had a lot for you. Yeah, we we Ooh. said it might. We're be from Vegas. Far. We're from Vegas, so okay. What what you're speaking to an audience you, right now? That you really speaking good. to an audience that is you, that is common, and I know you know oh it's common God. here. If it's my peers, look, I'm <laughs> off the clock. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah. So your organizations, yeah. Um, you want to plug them? Speak a little uh, bit. On yes. Them. So. I'm the director of the Embracing Project. We are the only drop-in center for adolescent youth victims of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation, all sex crimes and domestic violence ages 12 to 18, right Mm. here in the Valley, led by a survivor, a badass survivor. (coughs) We're doing that. We got school up in there. Girls are getting their GEDs, the high set, credit retrieval, high school diploma. We have 15 girls to um, graduate this year. We help them with job placement, job skills, mm. resume building. We mm, have talk a to kitchen. Them. Flex. Um, we have four trauma-informed therapists. I got four badass youth advocates that transport, take them, court advocacy. Uh, my mentoring organization is up under this umbrella. We badass. We mentor all girls 12 to 18. They don't have to be trafficking victims or sexual exploitation. The mentoring piece is groups. We have groups on Saturdays. Um, and that's for girls who are just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. That's dabbling in, you know, yeah. like ditching school and all that kind of stuff. So we got that. Then we also, we're in drug court. We with our babies that are, um, you know, dealing with substance abuse. And I also hold groups uh, at the drug place for our girls. So we're doing a lot, and we're going to do some more. I just merged with Rite of Passage. Mm. Rite of Passage has been around for 30 years, and we're the first um, project here in the Valley for Rite of Passage. And uh, I will be opening up a, or we will be opening up a emergency shelter, the first emergency shelter for human trafficking victims. Them oh snaps, get huge. on it. That's, That's a huge. black woman taking care of her community. Where my king at? That's I need huge. you to rub my shoulder <laughs> and my bunion. <laughs> my feet ain't perfect, but I'm cute. <laughs> I, was, I was with you till you said bunion. <laughs> so, so where, where can they find the information for, so for this project? Where can they find the information? They go online and uh, look up embracingproject.org. Embracingproject.org. And Purple Wings. No, Purple Wings is part of Embracing Project now. We just smurfed. Okay. So all one, 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 um, mm-hmm. okay. Me and my friend, we did What that. can we do to help? Oh, First of all, you're doing it. I want to thank you um, for being obedient to spirit, for allowing me to come on here and tell my truth without judgment. From the bottom of my heart, I appreciate you and love you for that. Um, that's the first thing. The second thing, please talk to the kings, the young men, our princes out here, and teach them how to treat women and how to, even when she don't know how to treat herself. Mm. That's pivotal because a lot of them say, well, she the one wanted it. Okay, well, let her know it's not okay to treat herself like that. And if she feel like you simping, move on because you know you're not a simp. But teach our brothers, be there for our young sisters, 
demand for them to be do better. The cucumber challenge is a hot fucking mess. <laughs> Stop talking about freak meat because we didn't have cameras. Um, respect ourselves. So help us hold these people accountable. And the people that call themselves running for office, y'all know where y'all at. Y'all better come see me in my office. I got some stuff I need y'all to do. Mm. We got work mm. to do in this black community, especially in Las Vegas. We do not support one another. Step up. Support. I, it's too many times I go to organizations and I go to functions and y'all not there. Yeah. It's time to support us and put dollars back into our community. Yeah, see, that's where where, where um, eventually I feel that um, we can come in at. And I say this is because I know this, you know, our, our podcast, you know, we're known for like, we can get serious. We have a few. This is serious. Um, no, okay. we have, I think we, we have one more that was kind of. Okay. Um, I, I, re- I, I thoroughly enjoy this conversation because this is the first time we really had a had a, a sit down conversation with um, a woman, mm. a serious conversation. Um, but I, I, I do, you know, the goal is for us to become the gap between mm. our community and, and the ways we work together because we're the, you know, you know, we're we're, we're really coming up in the city. But we're kind of like the only group that's not restricted. That's amazing. We're not handcuffed by any. Uh, also, where is y'all? Why y'all not videoing this? The ladies need to see these handsome there. men. <laughs> we, we, they we, might be taken, but y'all need to see. <laughs> I'm not taking. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm not taking for sure. It's so smooth. Yeah. He wasn't that smooth. I mean, look, <laughs> everybody I got is uh. You know, they all ten day contracts. I mean, they good. <laughs> Look, they good. With them. I don't mind having a few more. You know? oh my God. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, so now, now we're here. The second half, mm-hmm. we 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 got your story. Yes, we got your story. Um, now there was something um, you said in your TED talk. You you know, the first half was you know what is your story. Second half was what has it done for you. Yeah. And that's where we we want to dedicate kind of like this second half um using your story to help others out there listening. Mm-hmm. Um self-love. Mm. Is it attainable? And how do you attain it? Uh is this rated PG? Uh, uh, this, this is rated wherever have you a, want we, it to be. We have a uh we got what's that what's that uh what's that <laughs> Yeah. NC seventeen. Yeah, we have a black check next to Oh, okay. Yeah, we're pretty. Um, self love is radical. It's uh, revolutionary as fuck. You live in a society who told you to hate yourself. They're killing us off like uh, every day, treating us like shit. So, to love yourself is an act of. Um, it's on. It's. It's. Um, I don't even know. I just said it. it's revolutionary. It's like. You bucking against the system. Yeah. So a, a lot of us, brothers and sisters, um, yeah. equate self-love to Looks. seeking perfection. <laughs> yeah. Especially now. So it's okay to be imperfectly uh, or perfectly flawed. I'm perfectly flawed. Like there's some things that, I mean, I'm getting older. There's some things that I, I would love to be different. But uh, I love who I am because it got me to where I am right now, right? Even my story. My story is sad, you know, makes people cry. 
But I'm not, I mean, that girl is gone that went through that. Yeah. She's gone. She, um, I forgave her and I let her go. The little girl is gone. A lot of us is carrying around a bunch of dead weight from childhood and blaming all of our shit on, on childhood. Mm. Mm. Uh, so the little child and you can't even go and be released. You got, like Erica Badu said, you got bags and bags of fucking issues. It's like, how can you fly if you so weighed down? You know okay. what I'm saying? Makes sense. So self-love mean, means, somebody said it earlier, it's freedom. I'm free as fuck. Like, like, my mind is so different. It ain't like it was 15 years ago. Um, I ain't better than nobody. I don't want to be. Uh, I kind of, I like who I'm dope. So I like to hang around me. That's self-love, when you can be by yourself. Like, when people call me and I'm at home, I be mad. Because <laughs> I'm kicking it. Yeah. Can't tell y'all what I'm doing because I'm a director. Okay. But I'm kicking it. I'm chilling. You feel me? I'm chilling. Like, I be like, good. Like, what you want? Dang. So, um. Like, it's great. You been single how long? Well, this time. I've been single since for two years. I dated someone long distance. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Um, but um, that was a necessary relationship. It was very necessary. So, so what you saying? You reached this level of self love, and you know, yeah. you, you wanted to be in your own space all the time. How do you? How do you figure about adding a king into that space? Uh, when he matches my vibrational energy. Speak on that. Um, All about this energy stuff. Talk to him. So vibration, I live by energy. I've lived by vibrational energy. I know I live by the levels. So anytime I'm lower than a 350, I don't need to be around anyone. I will not come out of my house because I'm no good for anyone else, actually. Um, That means I'm sad. Um, I know because any that's called lower level vibration, a low level vibration is anything under 350. That means you got, you're mad, you're angry, you're depressed, slowful, um, you know, just, you're not doing well. You know, we've all been there. So um, anytime you're above a 350, doing good, 500, 520, you love, that's (laughs) love. When you're at 500, 520. Uh, that's love. I'm always at 520. I love love. People just like, oh my God, here she comes with that love shit. I'm like, I love <laughs> yeah. you. When I say I love you, I'm I'm serious. I don't have to know you to love you because there's two different types of loves. There's there is a romantic eros, E-R-O-S, Greek mythology love, and then there is agape. We've heard of churches called agape. Yeah. Yeah. Agape love is not a love uh from the heart. Agape love is a love. Humanity love, animals, you know, I was gonna name my, daughter my people. It's like, I love you because I don't know you. Yes. So I love you. Uh, Eros is not. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't see it. So Eros love is, that's that intentional, I want you in my space mm. kind of love, right? So I love different. So I love, I'm a Pisces, can't you tell? I love hard. Pisces, okay. Birthday. March seventh. Crazy. What? Well, I'm a Pisces, but the woman okay. who just brought me this. Is Pisces. Same birthday. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's good people. Crazy though. Yeah. Good people. 
<laughs> but but love love is like you know and so right now people don't understand that that energy shit is high so right now i've operated around probably six something i don't want to go above a 750 and be dead like how do you measure how do you measure what level your energy is on mm, everything is energy everything and okay. so um i have an actual chart that shows you and it's scientifically proven Okay. Like tuning forks and energy levels and all that. Like it's been proven that things vibrate at this level. So right now we vibrate. We vibing. Our vibe right. is anybody love me right now? And if you that's your man, yeah. I'm not talking about Eros. I'm talking about <laughs> agape. So pull out. Pull out. Do y'all love me? Absolutely. 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 All right. We vibing above a five hundred. If it's Eros, Shit is I, good. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't doing no apologetic oh, around here. Oh, I don't want I no smoke. Around. I don't want no smoke. No more TED Talks for me. I'm fucking around. I'm, fucking shit. I'm good. I'm not doing no apologizing. Y'all know what it is with no me. More, no more TED Talks for you, boy. I'm what? good. What are you saying right now? But seriously, though, we vibing. We vibing about a 500 something. Yeah. Um, so, see, see we're, we're, we're on spirituality now. Yeah. What is spirituality to you? It's not religion. <laughs> spirituality is the act of knowing your higher self trusting yourself um and allowing a higher power if you will to guide you that can be an your ancestors uh that can be the i call the my guiding force i call it the creator mm -hmm. uh god it's god god is one so i say i go between god god is because i'm a goddess and i go and i lean towards more of the creator because god is man and woman he's both we're made in his image so why should he choose uh i don't believe in what was given to me i hear you nobody can really tell me what anything because uh i found my spirituality in my darkest and lowest life uh, he saved me so he she whatever it is saved me um, and so that's why where I get mine from. I don't know where everybody else getting theirs. They're getting from memes and stuff. Man. Instagram. <laughs> they all doing chakras and yeah. burning incense. <laughs> no, let me stop. That was my no, that was my well, I, that was my next goal. I kinda had a question though. Okay. Because I, I heard you in this conversation go between God and Buddha. Yeah. So like how do you balance the two? I don't I don't have to. Okay. Uh I go I'm from the lineage of no Hewa Bushi Yamamoto. That's my teacher. Okay. He's mm, that um, almost sounds like a Tekken fighter. Pretty much he is a fighter. He did some <laughs> some work, print work actually, in movies and stuff. So he he lived in a monastery and he's a black man with a gold tooth. Wow. That's why that's why I said I still follow black men, right? Okay. It's beautiful. Um, but he's a Buddhist. Tibetan Buddhist, and um, he's teaching Bodai Crystal. Bodai Crystal is Buddhism and and um, Christ, the philosophy. Excuse me, the philosophy of Christ, not Christianity. Christ was a man that walked the earth, right? Right. Uh, so we focus on Christ as the prophet, just like Buddha was a prophet. But Buddhism started in Africa. Don't at me. You don't <laughs> want no smoke. <laughs> His name was Pata. P-T-A-H. So, 
everything started from us Michelle mm-hmm. in with us so um Buddhism saved my life it gave me calm peace um and it teaches you patience and compassion and empathy yeah it gives you a blueprint it's not thou shall this and thou shall that it's like mindfulness meditate you know sex for a reason not thou not shall not do this and that it's just like it's practical so sex for a reason sex for like you're not just having sex to just be doing it okay it's like spiritual i got you spiritual sex on which um because your sex is important that's the combining of energy facts Mm. So when a woman allows a man to enter her and, and that man enters her, there is a union of tantric energy and you become one at that time. Talk to me. And okay. so then there's Kundalini and then there is It was a cold in here trans- for a second. <laughs> there's it's a whole transformation up. when sex happens. Sex is beautiful and it's um, the highest Facts. form of um, when you are manifesting. You yes. can manifest some wonderful stuff when you mm. do it through orgasm. That's another set. I believe you 100%. It's true. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> I believe you. I'm here for that. You know um, what? So, what is, uh, yeah. it, what is the difference between sex and intimacy? Uh, intimacy is, don't have nothing to do with sex. Sex is acts. It's action. Verb intimacy is, um, it's also action, it can be an action. I can have intimacy with you right now without touching you, right? You know, that's intimacy. Well, they trying to be in relationships, I'm not. Oh, okay, you can have intimacy (laughs) right now (laughs) by just transference of energy, right? Right? So, the energy would just even looking in your eyes, that's intimacy. Okay. How many times do you talk to people and you don't look them in the eye? Yep. A lot. A lingering touch, you know. Mm, talk to them. Cuddling, all of that is intimacy. When a person feels safe, that's intimacy. Damn, she yeah. don't know nothing about that. Because sex. Nah. You need to be talking to me about this intimacy. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the Pisces. You ain't even, you, ain't know, you don't know what you're talking about right now. Because sex but someone was on my page on Facebook and I was talking about intimacy and sex and they was like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. If a person ain't got that intimacy, they ain't got no self. It was so stupid. And I was like, oh my God. So intimacy is the act of feeling safe. You can have, he was like, well, you, if you ain't feeling safe when you haven't sex, how many of us have had sex, sex and don't feel safe? Uh, hello, what I've been through in my past, was I safe? Right. Was there intimacy? No. Then no. I, I I say that because um, I made a post like I, when I was single, and I was like I missed intimacy, and mm-hmm. people automatically assumed I was talking about sex, and I'm like no, to yeah. me intimacy and sex are two different things. Right. Like intimacy, I, when I said I missed intimacy, I missed <coughs> a woman rubbing my back, I missed a woman That's rubbing right. my head, I missed ha- taking showers together, I mm-hmm. missed you know there were there were things that had nothing to do with sex that were intimate to me that I missed more so than the sex itself, and people and I don't think people were able to. Separate. See, two. that's a problem. Yeah. But they out there blinking every day. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Um, <laughs> there is a wave um, that's 
become what did you want to say heightened um, saging. I thought you were the talk sage about, way. Talk about eating booty. <laughs> yeah, that's a look at it. <laughs> that's I mean, a wave too. Yeah, yeah I'm here for that though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I guess a lot of uh, I don't want to say a lot of people are beginning to do it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if they truly understand what mm-hmm. they're doing. Mm-mm. And then also, in my opinion, I think a lot of them should be like hitting it before you spread it around the house, but. <laughs> Um, for those listening, what is it and what is the true importance of it? Well, saging is the act of cleansing. It's cleansing. And that's supposed to be, it's been around since the beginning of time. Indigenous people used it. You know, I went to Mexico and I went to a shop and the sage was going. And I looked at her and she looked at me. I was like, mm-hmm. why? Because there's too many people going in and out, right? Yeah. Some spirits. People have energy and spirit. This is just a body. It's a case. There's energy associated in a spirit in there, okay. in this case. So sometimes we don't know what that is. I don't know if that's good or that's bad, positive or negative. And some, how many times have you been, a person came in your space, and when they left, you felt tired, yeah. needed, or like they didn't pulled you down, or you hung up the phone. You're like, damn, I don't even know why I answered that. Yeah, damn, they just brought me down. That's because of that energy. So the sage is supposed to cleanse that energy and get rid of negative energy. That's what it's for. And people just sage and ain't opening no windows and stuff, no doors. They just, just, just negative it stuff still sitting, it. just smoking in the house, and this negative shit still there. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them need that. Uh, I saw the I saw the video. Smoke that about, shit. The Palo Santo. The Palo Santo. A lot of them yeah. need that. Like you need to be saging your goddamn self. You're trying to get rid of your muscle. So I said, man, you take a hit of it, man. It's before, true. You know, it's yeah, because a lot of so people are searching right now. Spiritually, people are searching, and they're tired of being like fed what to believe. And a lot of people don't believe in anything. That's scary to me. Yeah. But that do you? Because I got. I'm sorry. Because I got a lot of people that follow me that claim to be witches and maybe you are so don't go in my dms but i have a lot of witches um a lot of people that are into voodoo and a lot of people who are into secret societies yeah mason mason no are you talking about the big the the hour i guess that's what they into yeah but they in these secret societies and satanic people follow me it's so strange. And they be following and looking and liking posts and they be DMing me. It's so strange. Yeah, there's so a guy, funny. um there's a guy that uh goes to the uh the, the gym that I go to that's uh say what is, I, I wanna say satanic. Mm-hmm. Like everything he has on uh in no. red and and no, it's like he has it's like devil stuff. No. I don't know I don't know what they call it, but you know he has like the, the demons tatted all his whole body. Yeah, and I, and I don't know. I mean, I would have a conversation with him. Well, see, that, bam. But that's just me. No, it ain't just you. See, I'm glad you said that. Because what's wrong with us, we are so closed-minded, we won't listen. That's why I don't block them. Let them look. Yeah. Let them read. Something may resonate. You know what I'm saying? I don't want what they got, but... If yeah. I got something that they into, I'm okay. If they have yeah. a question for me, I answer their questions. I mean, I'm 
I'm yeah. just Toshia, but you know, I, I'm not afraid of it. You know, we were raised up in churches yeah. that made us afraid of the devil, whatever that is. The devil is just lower energy. There are entities now, I will tell you, I had to be buffeted vampire slayer on a couple of entities. Mm -hmm. People hire me to sage their homes and businesses. Yeah. I've been around people that, that um, have had entities. I've, I've dealt with some. Uh, can you get them from the Ouija board? Is that like an urban myth or is that like a well, real thing? I don't know. I ain't never dealt with that. Okay. But things can hold, hold energy. Remember, everything is energy. Yeah. This, this, everything, everything. This got crystals in it. Everything has energy. So you do need to be very mindful of what you deal with. Hold, touch, what you allow. Let people touch you. Shaking hands, hugging, touching your yeah. locks. You have to be very careful what you do okay. because it's energy and you be mindful. So what I do is I zip up every morning before I leave my house. I wake, wake up very early and I do my spiritual practice. And part of that practice is zipping up to keep all bad negative energy out and to keep all my good energy in. I only allow energy that I want out. Okay. Mm. And what is the... Uh what, what is it called? I'm going to let you chop it up. Reiki. 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 Oh, Reiki. Yeah. yeah, I was going to let it chop it up. Reiki. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reiki is energy healing. It's um, a form of, it's an Eastern philosophy. Okay. Um, so, Yusui, he is the person that brought Reiki out and taught people in his village how to heal themselves. Everyone has Reiki power. Everybody. Again, it's just energy. Yeah. That comes through you. And so you just have to invoke that, right? So I'm a Reiki master, so I went through like four classes to ascend. And I come from the lineage of, um, oh my God, Brenda Calvin, she would kill me. Brenda Calvin is my Reiki master and she taught me and she saw something in me and felt that I was a good energy healer. Um, and so you, you, it's the act of laying hands or you can either do it with hands or just hover because you don't have to necessarily touch somebody to transfer that energy. Yeah. Um, and so you have to be ordained to do the work uh, and you can't do it for free because people use you. Oh, okay. And so, you know, people are like, well, why don't you just do it for free? Because you're just gonna misuse it. You're just gonna go like, if I healed you today and you will, you will, and if I didn't make you pay, you'll go out, do the same stuff that made you sick, and you'll be coming right back for some more healing. Okay. Because it gets people come like they addicted. Okay, so listening, just now, just now listening to you talk, and you say you have to be ordained, and you know, you, you, hear, you, you heal energy. What's the difference between you and, say, a pastor at a Baptist church? Now, why you star stuff? Do I'm, not I'm, at yeah. me. I'm asking. When you, when you, when you see those videos, and and you we, see, we and here you see, for the we here for them kind of tough questions. Yeah, and you see the, yeah. you see the pastor's healing. We always think it's fake, but like you're sitting here and you seem to have a genuine energy. But it, like listening to it. Oh my god! I'm it sorry, like my pastor thing. friends. I got best friend. Yeah. So like when you touch people, do they like fly into the? Goodbye. And do they wallet? And do they wallet just be <laughs> fly out of their pocket too? Like oh, they want, you they know, want unfortunately, that don't happen. Okay. However. There's some miraculous stuff that happens. I have okay. some I have some clients that um, are healing from some pretty tough illnesses. Okay. Um, cancer and all kinds of stuff that come see me. Okay. Um, arthritis, pain, everything. So what's the difference? The difference is I am not religious, but I am still 
go, I still call on the creator, the higher power, God. So I it, still do. So is the is as far as the energy healing, is it the same thing or is there a difference between you and say It's again? a difference because they want it to be. Because the the person wants it to be? No, because the religion wants it to be. Ah, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's mm. another show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So on on to us, right? Um how how do we I'm put this holding us accountable. Um when it comes to women, I think because of a, a lot of old um generational curses, a lot of bad habits, uh we do have the uh I don't even call it a tendency. I want to say it, uh disrespecting women is almost like a way of life. Yeah. Um how do we hold each other up? I mean, how do we hold each other accountable and how in the eyes of a woman do you feel how do you feel we should do that? Mm, uh, I guess it's not accepting anything. Like, I don't accept people calling me bitches. I'm out. Uh, not friends. Don't call me a bitch. I'm not. Um, I, you can address me as goddess, mm. queen, you know. My men will call and say, you know, evening goddess. I'm like, evening king. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how you talk to Sheesh. each other. Okay. <laughs> what about Bay? Is Bay out? <laughs> yeah, Bay is out. Bay out, boo? Mm, that's my king. Like he's the highest form of me. Okay. Mm. So you know, just holding each other accountable and not accepting it. The first time the disrespect happens, I don't know if y'all ever watched this show, not the show, but the video with at the red table with Will Smith and Jada. Yeah, watch it all the time. What did he say? He said the first time she acted a fool, he pulled. She did. She tried him. She tried it. And he cut he, it off. He, pulled he nipped it right in the bud. He was like, that's what you got to do. So once you accept it, mm. it becomes the norm. Because that's what you feel about yourself. If you out here kicking it, bitch, hoe, my nigga, da-da-da, that's what you think of yourself. So that's, I mean, that's you and your vibrational energy. As for me and mine, not mm. ever. Why do you think we have so much? Why do you think... We think we have so much say in, in what a woman does with oh. her body. <laughs> Hello, patriarchy. Mm. Uh, it's just, it starts with, I mean, this is how it is. It's been like that forever. I mean, the religion said that from a man's rib became a woman. He, so in my eyes, that means he was preferred in God's eyes over me. That means I'll never be good enough. I was just his rib. I couldn't mm. even be a whole person. Mm. Really? So I just, there's so much inconsistencies there. It's kind of crazy for you to say that because that's what Kevin Hart called his My woman. rib. Stop. <laughs> I don't need to be his equal. I can't be my king's equal. I'm okay with that. Um, believe it or not, I'm extremely submissive in relationships. Mm. That's my business, though. I just like that because I'm a boss. Mm. Every day, and I don't want to be a boss at home. Mm. I prefer to be a little bit more submissive and loving. <laughs> See, that's what I'm talking about. This, 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 these type of women I'm used to right here, submissive. <laughs> now, I ain't say just a doormat. 
<laughs> even Don't even even food. now, with, I think now women are starting to become more open with uh, their different forms of uh, sexuality, and I think Maybe. men want to control that too. If not control it, we fetishize it. Come on, what the being lesbians? Mm, I mean, yeah, bisexual way. The poly, the poly, po- the polygamy and the polyamory wave is is, is huge right now. Hmm. Oh, don't please don't shit on that. Don't shit on the polyamory right now. <laughs> I wasn't. I mean, I'm. Okay. Th- I have to think before I speak. <laughs> um, my views on life, my views on love and relationships are different. We, we, we here to hear them. We want to know. Let's see. <laughs> um, remember, there's so much dysfunctional thought process behind relationships and how you were raised. So until you've learned and do better, you can't. First of all, love can't be contained or controlled. Mm. Hello. The only thing... I, Sir, <laughs> he talking to somebody right now. Look. I ain't talking. You talking? Like, Are you paying attention? Okay. You cooking, uh, queen? Love, <laughs> love can be. That's the problem. We try to control people, and you can't. Facts. Um, what you do is you just love them and enjoy what you have. The only thing that I cut is when a person is married. I just that's just something because I feel like you made your vows before okay. God. And if that's not something that you and your queen decided that you're gonna have an open relationship, then I I don't believe in sneaking. Yeah, I agree with that. I always remember because in my past I had to pass. It's tiring, and plus, look at I'm a snack. I need to be <laughs> 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 yeah. So you're open to? Um, I don't know. I think everybody's different. I'm just open to love, whatever that looks like, whatever feels good. What is for that to me. you? It it's different for whoever I'm with. You feel me? You can't con- now. You're trying to. So you you're trying to like catac- right now. You're trying to say put you in a box. Right now, I am. I love men. I'm not interested in women. Sorry, honey. No, I love men, and um, it's just. But you know, I got a big brain, and so a person has to really make love to my brain. Okay. Before he makes love to me. Mm. Or to try to get to me, like he needs to be interesting. He needs first of all, he needs to like the outdoors because I like outdoor shit. I'm hiking. I like nature oh, shit. <laughs> 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 he like to. He right. need to travel. Get you have your passport. We finna go. Um, and he needs to be funny. Like laughter okay, is sex. Laughter is take you through some tough shit. Yeah, yeah dude. I, I like to. I'm from Memphis, so I will yeah. join you in a minute. Like, that's why. That's why with with our <laughs> with ours, like this is a this is a, a different um, uh, what you gonna call it? like a different type of episode. Yeah, our regular ones are are more so uh, almost like we funny. We you know we we bag on each other. Mm-hmm. It's more lighthearted because you know enough people are going through things. Right. In the world, and not every you know, you, it's and hard to bring that uh, that type of seriousness and like those type of feelings out every week. Mm-hmm. And like you said about being in a box, we try to not be Good. within that that box. We try to bring something different, so they don't really know. Like this episode will be a a bonus episode. They won't know what they're getting. Ooh, they getting yeah. a lot because <laughs> they they won't know. So yeah. we we try to. 
kind of give you give you a piece of everything. So, relationship wise, I am a lot to take. I know it. Even friendship wise, I'm a right. lot to deal with. People will tell you that from right top, they be like, "Oh, girl, you a lot." I, I'm not needy. The main reason I just I've, make you think. The main reason that I've been staying single mm-hmm. is because of that. Because I feel like women um, uh, will offer their body first. So so I so so for that reason I have decided to stay single. I have to challenge you. I've decided to stay single because men are thotting and bopping. I'm getting dick pics constantly, and I am talking about Buddha. Make me understand. Because I get hey, I get I get the so so it's it's that's us. That's shout out to women. My women dick pickable <laughs> No, look, women, 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 y'all get that, and we get the same thing. And it's Sorry. it's so easily offered because we we are in this we are in this day and age now where women not afraid to just say whatever. So women don't mind saying, "Look, I just want to have sex with you." Mm. So because of that, I, I'm like, I'm I'm not going back to being in a relationship because it's pointless. Every a, any relationship I have been in, I have I will let the woman like I don't want to have sex with you. I I rather us kick it. I rather us. Spend time with each other. I do not want to have sex before I give you some type of commitment, and I get rid of who else is around. Well, you're a fucking unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so because of that, I've decided to to stay out of a relationship, celibate. to stay single. No, I'm he not celibate. I'm, <laughs> I'm for sure still a hoe. Um, <laughs> born again Christian, out this moment. For sure. Are you? Oh my God! Why are you? <laughs> That's unfortunate. What? Very. Like, why are y'all saying okay, that? Why? okay. Are you okay. saying it because of my past? Cel- no, 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 no. Celibacy. Yeah. Like, what's real celibacy? Is it like you won't, you not being, you not have, you not having sex with a man, or that's just you're not pleasing? Are you just going cold turkey? Just nothing. I'm uninterested. They're so uninteresting. Damn, we got interesting. The I mean the guys that are approaching me, they're just giving sending me ashy dick pics. Just yeah, all, they, all, all, they, dick all, all they're offering is their up. bodies. Most of your dick up and yeah. your dick pics. Well, just please. be interesting. Like I'm telling you, I will just get it without even it's so crazy. Yeah, I'll just yeah. open like But when you say you're you're celibate, like is that just not are you not No, I'm saying like are you are you are you are you just cold turkey? Are you a vegan or are you a vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. Like, are you just I'm, I don't do meat or I don't do any pleasure at all. Oh, why didn't you just ask? Someone do I masturbate? Yeah, that's what he was asking. Yes, because I have to manifest. I manifest big shit. Okay. Masturbation is key. I can please Toshia. Hey. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Shit. She said she do it all through orgasm. Yeah. I, I already figured I already figured the masturbation Man, was going I on. I have gotten dude. <laughs> I have got some good stuff in life from because the orgasm is where the highest form of I mean you're up there with the angels. See, they don't do it. Yeah, you already said nah, that. I, I, I was that already shit. connected when you first said that. Who the don't first do time. it? They don't. Who? Don't they don't like, do what? Don't that is crazy. Nah. Shit. Um, I touched my shit. Okay. I'm almost I, a prostitute. I didn't masturbate twice when <laughs> you walked in here. Sorry. <laughs> so. Look, I mean, hey, look, I'm not going to just be like. I didn't masturbate twice since we walked in this room. Y'all just didn't even see it. Shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the the way I um, I I came across you, 
because uh, I forgot what happened. I can't think of what happened. But you did mention something about um, masturbation. No, 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 no. Just no, no, no. Um, you you said on Twitter, I believe you said something in uh, words of uh, you. You never or you don't feel protected by black men. Oh Lord! And then it came with. Um, Ooh, child, I got tore up that day. Yeah, and then you came with an article. Mm. Uh, the black men, I mean, black women cannot rescue broken. I didn't write it. No, 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 but uh, you <laughs> you shared it. So now, <laughs> so now I'm 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 flowing now. Come I'm on, like, in. okay, come on. Um, I've been wanting to have this conversation. Um, as far as the article goes, it was more so, you know. Um, black men and uh, killing black women, mm. which is uh, horrible. Yeah. Um, but it came off a little black on black crime-ish. Well, I didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, I understood. I just, you know. So me, what did I say? I didn't feel protected by black men? You never felt protected by black men. Something like that. You never felt protected or you don't feel protected by black men? Both. I can only go by what I went through and what I'm still experiencing. And what is the definition of crazy? Repeating the same action over and over, expecting a different result. And yet I still hold out hope and fall in love. He coming. We're going to speak that into existence. He coming. Look, look, I know look, that. Look, look, look. We're going to speak that into existence. Words have power. We got you. I believe that because I love black men and it's not because... He's black. It's just something about his resiliency mm. and the way he loves is different. I've dated outside of my race. Um, it's not swag. The black man is majestic. He's mis- mysterious. He is mystical. He has a certain mysticism about him. <laughs> he, when you put him in a suit, all eyes are on him. Mm. When he has on his basketball shorts and his t-shirt <laughs> is something about him. He can wear his hair in locks. He can cut it. He can <coughs> perm it. He can... It's something about black people. And until we figure that shit out... Are you preaching? Like, black women are so fucking beautiful. Absolutely. They come in... So many shapes, sizes, people are killing themselves to mimic us. And our hair, our lips, our everything, it's the way she moves. Like, it's like water. Black women are God's creation. Yes, it's it's fucking necessary. I'm here, man. And that is why they fuck with us, because they know. And they know we waking up to our power. So I never... So I will say, yeah, I, I had to speak my truth. No, have I ever been protected by black men? No. But do I think I will one day? Mm-hmm. I know that I had to go through all this bullshit to get ready for him. And he ain't got to worry about, like, nothing. He ain't going to be mm. straight. Like, if we going to make money together. You know what mm. I'm saying? We're going to make money together. We're going to ride. We, gonna, we got this. It's going to be great. We're going to be doing shit in the community together. They're going to know who we are because they're going to be like, look at that. Look at God. Mm. <laughs> hey, I, ain't, I ain't got nothing else. I, I, ain't got I mean, I think, I think 
black men are with black men being so broken it's hard to be protect to, to fully protect your woman yeah. because of we i i believe that men have that fear of I, I don't like to go back to slavery but i guess i will for this um the fear of i can protect you but i can't protect you from that the, mm. the, but this, what's that? I, I can't protect you from this white man. I can't protect you from mm. because we was in that praise. Of, I can protect you with everything out here. Mm-hmm. So if another black man walk up or if another race walk up, I got you. Mm. But if that white man wake up, I gotta walk up. I gotta I gotta tuck my tail. And we've been tucking our tail for for so long. I know. Maybe we don't know how. Don't know how. To. Too- <clears throat> because we don't have this conversation properly protect. We need to have a conversation. And I say, and I say, maybe we don't know how because even back in, you know, slavery, um, we've always been on the defense. We've all been, we've always been in survival mode. We've always, um, mm. we've always been doing everything except learning. So how can you properly protect if you don't really know how? Black men want an escape. White women are an escape. That's freedom, like you said. Freedom with a non-black woman. You don't have to hear about the racist shit. You dealing with it outside in the streets. You don't have to come home and deal with it. She gives you an escape from your reality. So I don't. But she keeps you ignorant because you refuse to open your eyes and see what's up. See, I think differently. I think I think white women are. Uh, and I don't have anything against white women or interracial dating or any of that thing. Me either. Uh, but just, I don't, I don't ever feel like, and I've, I've tried. I don't think I, don't, I would ever be able to connect with a white woman that way. I don't, I don't think I will ever be able to be like, I find peace with you when I come home. I'm sorry, white women are like trophies to me. Really? Uh, I. But we can get the hair now. I. <laughs> yeah, I. I just. I. I they looking black now. Two, two, two. <laughs> White women are t- white women to me are like the gold chain, mm. the the Mercedes, the Ferrari, the, mm-hmm. the million dollars in the bank account. We associate all of those things to freedom. <laughs> so we ain't free. I'm, they ain't exactly. free. I'm free. And pink nipples is exciting me though. To I ain't gonna lie to you. Pink and I don't. I, Just I'm get good. a light skin girl. I'm good. I'm good on all of them. No, I, I lo- listen, oh. I love black women. I would never, I don't think I could ever seriously, at this point, I, I could never date a woman that's not black long term. Really? But them pink nipples do something to me. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'll pass. That's different. Yeah, I, I, I ain't I, never heard that. <laughs> pink nipples. Pink nipples. Like pink nipple titties. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, <laughs> cannot. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, and I, and I think protection is, is teaching. Like, I know, I know for my son, I, more so teach him to protect his sisters, protect his mother. Um mm-hmm. just just stand just stand up to whatever the problem is. Uh so I, I think that's a part of the protection for us. Um like my I'm not I don't want to say my father wasn't a protector, but my, my grandfather was raised in a time where it was run. You know, like he, he was one of the ones that was like, oh no, they are they out there uh, they out there riding, or they out there trying to trying to speak up against the white folks. Uh, let's let's crawl into this lit hole and cover okay. ourselves, you know. And then my my father kind of my father kind of carried that. Mm-hmm. So 
hearing both their stories, I was like, nah, we not on that. You know, so I, I try to show my son different. Like, we not on that. Like, I'd rather, I'd rather die for my respect. I'd rather Yo, different yeah. things like that. So even so even so even dealing with different women, with with majority with with so many different women, I still think it's important to protect each one. As far as no matter what I'm doing outside of you, I'm riding for you. I'm riding with you. We don't have to have sex. We don't have to like each other no more from the rest of, from no further from these days. But as long as I'm around. I'm willing to step in front of that bullet or sword Absolutely. for you. That's not happening. Ain't nobody marching for us. We marching for y'all, but I ain't. I got you. So that's us. that's why the the black man have to come around and say I I'm going to step in front of this. So I try to teach my son to step in front of that because of what you're saying is right. The women do all the marching for the black men. Mm-hmm. The women do all that, and we and then we fall back. Yes. And that is what I meant by I said, I don't feel protected. That's all yeah. I'm saying. I I don't have no arguments. Like I'm, you know, I'm I'm more so here to um, build the uh, in 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 politics. You know, with what's going on now. There's a saying, um, you know, we want to build more, build more bridges instead of building walls. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to that that is the goal for our community. So I don't really indulge in too much like man versus woman. That's good. Um, you know, I try not to. It's easy to get caught up in. Yeah. It's easy to get caught up in it. But how can we? Um, I know there's you know there's going to be times where there's going to be furniture moving. I know there's going to be times where we're going at it. Mm-hmm. But there has to be, uh, we have there has to be goals put in place. If we're just fighting the fight, mm. we're going to continue to fight. Yeah, I mean, when you respect yourself at a level that you, when you respect yourself at a certain level, you're going to respect her. When you don't right. respect yourself, you won't respect her. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and that's it. Takes a want. You have to want to do that. Yeah. So it's not like I don't want to be in a relationship, but. Um, a lot of men find it I've been told repeatedly by black men I'm intimidating that's another show <laughs> yeah I, uh, that's that's I the most that. irritating shit in the world yes I mean. it is Intimid- well, um, intimidating like a household oh, man having someone to challenge your beliefs um, black men say that to most to no, most black women they don't even it don't even have to trash. be like them knowing like any, they, they are intimidated I've been told by two black men that I was intimidating because of tim- because of what I do or my success, whatever that is, and I don't understand that. That's so okay. crazy to me. Super. So stupid. So I'm just like, that's gonna stop you from talking to me. Yeah. Because of what I do, stop worrying about what I do. Get to know me. I think that's a, like a level of insecurity where like I, I don't think I'll ever be able to attain what she yes. has. And I, as a man, I always want to be the breadwinner. I always want to be the but who even be asking them? It's so weird. Can we just know. go get this TGI Friday? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, shit, man. We got anything else? Uh, I had a question. Oh. Um, it would, going back to what we were talking about earlier, like you, you know, everything you went through with your trauma and everything. Yeah. Did it? Did, did it then? And does it now make it hard for you to be intimate with a man? Mm-mm. Then yes. But that was then. I'm like so healed. That's been years. How long? How long did this kind of take you to? Ooh, it took a long time because um, 
uh, I had to have trauma recovery. Like I had a therapist. Okay. And he was magnificent. He was patient. He was kind. Um, and he let me talk it out. He didn't judge me. He didn't look like me. He was a 70-something-year-old white man that looked like Santa Claus. Okay. Mm. And um, I didn't think he understood nothing, and he just let me talk my shit, and he challenged me. He didn't accept bull crap. Uh, he called a spade a spade, and he was patient. He was kind. He pushed me into writing. That's why I, I've been writing or I wrote. He pushed me into singing, and that's why, you know, I was out there singing and doing spoken word. I had a live band in Memphis. It was bomb. Like, that man was amazing. Okay. Yeah, so um, that, that my past is my past, but that is the part that black men have a problem with. Like, when I date outside my race, they don't give a rat's ass about anything. They be like, oh, okay, then. I'm so sorry that you went through that. Anyway, <laughs> with my brothers, it's like they can't see past that. That was my. That, that was gonna be my next. It's question. strange. I, I had a conversation with some women uh, a week, some weeks back, and they were kind of like, "I kind of don't even like to bring up the fact that I've been through something, some sexual trauma in my past, because they gonna hold it against you." You look. They we we look at we we tend to look at women who've been through things like that as used goods. Not even I, like they were like they kind of at that point when they when they find out they kind of pull back, and yeah. I kind I, I kind of had to think about it like do I do that and I kind of do like I don't I'm scared to be too rough with you I'm scared to you know what I mean it's certain things is like well you got to trust the girl you're with the woman you're with you got to listen to her you know and what if you have a a love too that's what I'm talking about we're so you're right we're so broken like mm-hmm. we can't even have a conversation we can't be honest with one another all we do is lie to each other we fight on one another like. When are we going to be compassionate and loving towards one another? We all been through some bull and gonna continue to go through some bull. But what's used goods? Like that thing's still working. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Look, I'm here for it as long That's as it don't stink. Ooh. It's different when you watch. Right. Long as it's, she's clean, she's beautiful. That's like, it. Just long as she is. Good, and she's not traumatized. I mean, she needs your love. She needs your compassion. She needs to be loved. Everybody needs to be loved. I for sure don't believe in the use good things. That sounds like a myth. That's so crazy. Care about how many men, women? I don't don't care about that. If you you watch a baby come out, that's a unicorn right here. Because I mean, men don't say that. Black men don't say that. They say how many men you been with. It's like. Negro, how many women? You I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't well, we had that. this conversation. I don't care how many men you've been with either. I think what bothers me is if you've messed with men that I've been around or I oh, be well. around. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the difference. Lot. The who, the who yeah. matters more than how many to me. As far as you was good though, like I watched a baby come out of there. I was like, I'm never going back in there again. You know what? I, women. My someone in my family told me don't allow a man to be in the room mm-hmm. when you give birth because it messes mm-hmm. it up. Oh, hey, I, I don't believe it. in that, but it, I don't know. I, don't know. I was all for it. I was all in there. Like, oh no, I said I'm never going back in there again. What? <laughs> it's traumatizing. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, is that yes. it? Yes. Yeah, I think I think that's all we got. All right. Uh, where can they find you? um, Plug everything (laughs) Guys you can find me on IG Facebook and Twitter Toshia Shaw T-O-S-H-I-A-S-H-A-W Get at me
that's it. I'm all over the internet. Okay. Downtown Las Vegas, yoga. Come see us. Please. Alright, uh, you can find me on Twitter at just call me Spence. Uh, follow the podcast pages on Twitter at Views from the Seven. On Instagram at Views from the Underscore Seven. And for the two of you on Facebook, Views from the Seven. <laughs> um, fellas, where can they find y'all at? Twitter, IG, Young Al Bundy. Y-U-N-G underscore Al underscore Bundy. Skinny. Twitter, Skinny Jesus Seven. Uh, I'm not going to be there. <laughs> but follow me. Hey, send us up so he can I'll be on Facebook like, though. Tight. You gonna you you play the Lady of Rage at the end of this podcast? <laughs> this the, this the uh, MC Light uh, Roughneck. All right, peace, y'all. We'll see y'all Monday. Well, y'all hear this Monday. Damn, that's that was horrible. <laughs>